0: Alright, is this on? Testing, testing, one, two, three. Okay, I guess here it goes fucking nothing. I am so congested and my head hurts and I think I'm sick. So I got a COVID shot and a flu shot. The the COVID shot was like an update whatever. I don't know. I just I went I went to go to CVS to go get a free COVID shot. I mean to get a free flu shot because it's that time of the year. And so yeah, so I went and got one thinking like okay, I'm being healthy, doing the right thing, fucking it up. And then I st- well, I okay. It could be a lot of fucking things. But I went out this weekend, and first off, when I went out on fucking Friday, Friday, and got fucked up, had fun, had a great time. I woke up in the morning and lost my sense of taste, which I've never had before. And so I was like, "This is weird." I hope it's just because I was too fucked up and like alcohol just killed a few like taste buds. But because I got it back later. And so I was like, okay, cool, whatever. That was weird. But then, like, Saturday night, I went out again, partied, woke up. It was like, wait, where's my taste? And I don't know if I have my taste buds back now. I think I do because I feel like I I just, like, had – I just ate something. And, like, I don't remember if I tasted it, but I did it because, like, you don't think, like, oh, I taste something unless, like, it's, like, really fucking good. Um, But, like, I was eating and, like, when I – I think I tasted it because I was like, oh, this tastes good. Or this ha- I I recognized the taste and thought about it. But I don't remember if I have my taste. Anyways, so um I don't wanna say I have COVID because like I just got the COVID shot. So if I do have COVID, it's like from the shot, which is kind of fucked up. Like do the tie, pay the crime, or like pay the crime, do the tie, whatever the fuck. So I I don't know. Um. Anyway, so I got an update on that COVID shot, but it's like apparently kicking my ass and my taste. Also, I like fully am just like runny nose, like my throat hurts. Like I'm a mess, guys. I'm a fucking mess. But um, I guess I will survive. It's yeah. Anyways, um, I don't really have much I have to say to you guys. I mean, I do have so much to say to you guys because like I love you. But I just want to get into the episode. So this is the last recording of a, I guess, interview I have since before my fucking mics and everything got stolen. Which I haven't heard back about, guys. Like, I will update you when I hear anything. But, like, the investigator needs to fucking get to me with, like, updates. Because, like, he hasn't given me shit. And, like, it's fucking annoying me. Because I don't know what to do in this instance where, like, like... like I we know where they live. Like just go to their fucking house. Like my Apple devices have not updated. They could be in fucking Mexico for all the fucks I know. So I need someone to get their fucking shit together and fucking like give me my shit. Like I can pull up with a gun if need be. But like come on. Like 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 what like how do I have an investigator that has done nothing? Like like be so the fuck for real. Like be fucking for real. Like I I don't fucking get it. Actually I'm gonna text him tomorrow and be like, hey heard anything new because I haven't heard from you in a bit and I'm really fucking confused. Um anyways, hope you guys are having a great day, morning, evening, night, whatever. Um, I'm excited for this week. I think I'm gonna be really busy. Last week I wasn't as busy as I usually am work wise. So like I was reading a lot and books that I'm reading right now are so so I okay, so weekly obsession. I was I was The Fall of the House of Usher and just anything Edgar Allan Poe. So if anyone knows anything about um, The Fall of the House of Usher, it's a new show on Netflix. Um, I forget who was directed by. The guy that does The Haunting of Hill House and like Blair Manor and all that shit. Um, he did a show based off of Edgar Allan Poe's poems, kind of. Or like a take, a modern take on them. And each character is named after a different poem that like Edgar Allan Poe has in like the each character is like the poem like like each character is an embodiment of like that poem about like a person a character and the story takes place as the raven like the raven is like the premise of the entire show and the way each character dies is similar to like a different poem that our story that edgar Allan poe anyways it's a very good fucking show it's fucking wild as shit like that show is fucking crazy and i it blows me over the fucking wind just like every episode, because, like, I'm just, like, why the fuck is that, it's, like, so much, guys, like, you know, I can't even say the show is good, like, it's, like, I can't even say the show is fucking good, it's just fucking wild, like, everything is just, like, a lot, and it's just, like, uh, wow, wow, so that's crazy, also, for all of you guys to catch you up with me, like, um, I started learning Spanish, which is going muy bien, (laughs) Um, so Bad Bunny's new album came out like what, a week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and I was listening to it and I was like, you know what people have that I don't have? Representation in music. Like I, I like listen to his music and I'm like, oh my God, I love Bad Bunny. I wish I understood what he was saying. And I'm like, wait a second, so much of the U.S. and people that I know can understand what he's saying because they took Spanish in high school and stuff. And I was like, they have so much representation getting to listen to music that's, like, in the mainstream from someone that, like... Like, they get to constantly practice, like, the language by, like, listening to music by someone that's good. And I love Bad Bunny, and I wish... And I'm just... I'm jealous, okay? I basically just try to say I'm fucking jealous that you guys get to fucking speak your fucking spanish and like know what bad buddy is fucking saying and i don't know shit and i don't have that for french like because you guys know i'm on that french grind i take i speak french uh, and there's just like no like mainstream artists that like are in the wide like american view that i listen like and i just i anyway so i pedally learned spanish i'm learning spanish because, A, everyone fucking speaks it, so I guess it would be smart to fucking know it. And then, or at least, like, every, like everyone, like, takes Spanish, took Spanish, like, knows some Spanish. Like, French, it's a fend for yourself moment, like, trying to, like, find someone to, like, ask questions to or, like, practice with or whatever. No, everyone fucking speaks Spanish. Every room that I've ever walked into and asked a question about Spanish at least one to two people have spoken the language or studied it and answer my questions and like will try and like help me. And like, I just feel like there's so much support and love in, for the Spanish speakers, like with, in America and like, I love it. And anyways, so my Spanish journey is going well. So that's another weekly obsession of mine. I'm learning Spanish, trying to become trilingual because I want my kids to know three languages, like Spanish, French, and Um, English when they get older. Oh, that reminds me. So I haven't started this book yet, but I got a book recently called Motherhood So White. It's a book about an African American woman who wants to adopt a child. And just like the pro, it's a memoir. And I guess the process of like her trying to do that because there's like stigma around like being a mother and adoption and being a black mother. And it's just like all three of those things just like intersect. And it's basically, like, does she need to get a child that's black in order... Because, like, that's what stereotypically people would assume that she should do. Plus, like, stereotypically, like, it, it like is she... Like, just her viewing herself in, like, a lot of, like, um, stereotyping, subjectivity, all that bullshit. And I think it's close to home to me because, like, I'm gay for the most part. I'm pansexual, um, demisexual. But... I'm like I like men and I see myself marrying a man in the future like it could not happen, but there's a high chance that I might adopt and even if I don't even marry a man which I guess is irrelevant to the fucking point because I want it to adopt anyway um like I have to go through adoption and these are pressing matters that I think about on a daily day to day basis because I'm like, do I want to have a child that's black? Do I need to have a child that's black or can I pick? another like a child of another race would that be like would it be like pushing against like my own race or showing like hatred towards myself or black people like there's so many things that like come to it that I don't know and like that I think about and so I wanted to read this book as a way of being like okay let me see what problems she's facing and how she got through that and what she learned from this journey that like I will have to go through and that I'm like thinking about now. Um, so it's called Motherhood So White, it is by, I forget the name of the artist, let me check real quick, it is by Nefertiti Austin, so Motherhood So White by Nefertiti Austin, um, I will let you guys know how the book is, cause I'm very excited to read it, um, I love a memoir, uh, I don't think you, I don't think I've said to you guys, but I recently finished... Well, I finished Jeanette McCurdy's memoir. Um, I'm glad my mom died. That one was great, wonderful, excellent, amazing. I would so much recommend it. It's so good. Um, I give it like I would give it like four stars, five stars. I gave it like four stars, but I or five. I don't know. I always have opinions about books. Like five stars is really like a high bar, and like I give some books five stars, but if I give it like a five star, like I really have to write a comment because like some books. Like, I really would give a four star, but I give a five because, like, they has something about it. Like, it has, like, a little je ne sais quoi. Like, it has, like, you know, like, wait, je ne sais quoi means je ne sais quoi. I don't know that. Je ne sais quoi. I don't... Anyway, sorry. My, that I really realized that that was French after saying it, um, and then got really... But... Anyways, another book that I really like that I finished reading recently was called, what was that book called? It was another memoir. So I'm in my memoir grind, guys. Like, I'm reading other books, but, like, the memoirs, like, that's my, like, go to bed book. Like, that's, like, my comfort. Um, It was called You Could Make This Place Beautiful. It was uh, by Maggie Smith. It's a memoir about her divorce and kind of just, like, her figuring life out of being single and not married and being a mother and it was it was so heartwarming and touching um so I really recommend that book if you guys need a book recommendation you guys know I have those book recommendations and I'm gonna add my fucking goodreads to the description so if you guys are on goodreads add in fucking goodreads because like guys you know I be reading you know I have like those book opinions I have those books like if you need a book like I got you I got you Anyways, I'm going to let you guys go and meet the guest that is here today. I hope you guys enjoy her. I hope you guys love her. She's amazing. She's beautiful. She's wonderful. And I had so much fun recording with her. It was so impromptu and so casual. Like, we went, we did a photo shoot, and I, we just had extra time. And I was like, hey, can I just, re- like, interview you real quick? And so it was so much fun. But I hope you guys enjoy it. And, yeah, let me know what you think. And, I love you, so bye guys, see ya in two seconds. Three, two, one.
1: Can you hear the music really bad?
0: Um, I can't honestly hear it at all.
1: Okay, well that's good. I know, that's I was amazing. like,
0: these are Perfect. really good. Yeah, I just,
1: fantastic. I love it. I was like, do I need to like guard the mic?
0: No, um, if anything, <laughs> just like <laughs> angle it kind of towards you like this, yeah, kind of like that. And it's, you sounded great in there, so I could Sweet. perfectly great. hear you.
1: Sweet.
0: Anyways, okay. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Where We Wake Up. I am currently in Buckhead, sitting outside of a restaurant with a really cool photographer that I met at my job. She's friends with a coworker in front of mine, Sophia. She is a photographer and we actually just took a few pictures for her. I don't know what you're going to do with these pictures. I don't know if you just send them to me, like what your vibe is. Oh, wait, can you introduce yourself? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm Ansley. I, I'm the photographer. Um, but yeah, we're, uh, we're going to take those pictures, and they're going to be one, part of my portfolio. Two, totally for you because we, we want to help our, our, our models out as much as we can.
0: Thank you. I <laughs> and that.
1: three, for artistic fulfillment.
0: All right. All right, let's <laughs> get into it.
1: Hi, What's I'm Ansley. Your Last
0: name? I don't think I know your last name. <laughs>
1: my name, my last name is Wall. I'm Ansley Wall.
0: Ansley Wall. Yeah, I really like that. Thank is, you. Is there any like background behind like Wall?
1: I don't know. I I did some uh, research in high school. Apparently, it's because my family used to live by a wall.
0: Oh wow. I okay. I don't
1: know. I don't. I don't know anything else. I love the
0: inter- I love the energy around <laughs> that. Like-,
1: <laughs> it's like it's like yeah, we're by a wall, so our last name is Wall now.
0: <laughs> I love it. It's very it's- like. <laughs> To the point, like, Just cutting, no. simple. Simple, simple, <laughs> right, right. I mean, my last name is Green, so I guess yeah, I can't really. That's it, um, cool, though. <laughs> but we were talking about earlier, are you from Florida?
1: I'm not from Florida, no. I'm actually from Carrollton, Georgia. Oh,
0: you're from Carrollton. Yeah, it's That's west of Atlanta. By um, Six Flags.
1: Uh, kind of, yeah, yeah. Back, back past, six, past flags. six Flags. Yeah, yeah. way you? off there, almost Alabama.
0: Almost elevate. Wait. Yeah. Oh, so it's like more like it's the middle of nowhere. West.
1: Yeah, it's a college town. It's a college town in the middle of nowhere.
0: What college <laughs> is in Carrollton?
1: Um, it's a University of West Georgia. Ah.
0: Yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Go Wolves. Okay. Our drinks are here. <laughs> um, did you live there most of your life?
1: Um, I have, yes. I lived there most of my life. Um, I moved to Atlanta about three or four years ago now. Thank you. Yeah, so it was, it was actually 2020. It was right before the pandemic. So a great time to move, right? Yeah, <laughs> great
0: time to move. I mean, did was it um, a move with family or a move alone?
1: It was just me. It was me. Um, I had actually just gone through a breakup, was engaged, and broke things off. And was like, you know what? I'm fresh start. I'm just getting rid of everything. We're gonna we're gonna start new. Yeah. Where
0: were you before then?
1: Uh, before then, um, before Atlanta or before Carrollton?
0: Before breakup.
1: Before breakup, I was in Carrollton. Okay. Yeah. So that was basically my whole life until I was just like, you know what? There, there's more than just this little small town vibe I'm going for right now. I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> like, let me let me see what's out there.
0: How? Um, what? Um, I guess. How was living in a small town comparatively to comparatively to you? Like, did you grow up there, and were you just like, I need something different? What was the vibe like?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I, I grew up there. Um, my parents lived there. Um, it just. It was easy. You know, I lived with my parents pretty much the entire time I was there. So free living, you know, mm. might as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I guess I got complacent, you know, I got complacent. I was a, a very shy kind of person. Um, so I didn't really, really. I could not
0: really notice that, like, really, knowing you now.
1: Well, thank you. <laughs> I was homeschooled growing up, so. That does.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know I don't know if that's the like thing where everybody gets like surprised. Is wasn't Sophia also homeschooled? She was. Did you guys bond over that? Or did you guys like have like a adjacent? That's actually homes? how
1: we met each other. At so home? we went through to a homeschool co-op. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before, but Mm-mm. it's like it's basically high school level college if that makes sense. So it's like, like, you know, college classes, you have like your classes at specific times, like on specific days and stuff, but you're not there like every day of the week, like you would be in like public school. Um, so it's like that. So you like set up your class schedule and stuff, but it's like high school level. So that's how we met. We met through our co-op.
0: <laughs> that's like really cool. So yeah. it wasn't just like the two of you, it was like multiple people coming in. Mm-hmm. What, so what is, I guess, the perk or the difference between doing like, going, like, I guess, to high school versus high school co-op?
1: So I, I guess there, it, there's ups and downs. There's pros and cons to it. So for me, I never really learned how to not be socially awkward. Um, going to the co-op, I still kind of had, like, a chance to just hide away, you know? So I, mm. I wasn't really forced to be social at all. Um, I wasn't like with people all the time. So I was just like, I was very nervous, you know, I was very shy. I had a lot of social anxiety. I still do. I have a lot of social anxiety. I just hide it a lot better now. Um, but I think it can be good if someone is more naturally sociable, Mm -hmm. um, because you do, you have a lot more freedom. You have a lot more independence, um, and doing like your own thing. You know, you're not like having to go to class like every single day from like, you know, early in the morning to 3 p.m you go to your class it's like an hour long and then you do your home homework on your own time so um it's really cool definitely it creates a A lot lot of independence for sure um a lot of freedom a lot of freedom to do like your own thing it's great for artists you know Mm. um
0: is that when you picked up i guess photography when did you pick that up
1: i've gone through so many art mediums (laughs) i um i started off i really loved painting i did a lot of acrylic stuff um beyond that, I wanted to be a fashion designer for the longest time. Um, I actually wanted to be a fashion designer up until my senior year of high school. I was touring different like places like the Art Institute. I was touring SCAD, like trying to go for fashion design. I just realized how cutthroat of an industry it is. And I was like, you know, I would love this, but even the most famous of fashion designers, like singular fashion designers that is, people who like get their stuff on the runway and stuff, they're only really majorly popular for top like of seven years, like seven years tops. So um, it's it's just like it's very cutthroat, and I'm not a cutthroat kind of gal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm an artist. I just want to make stuff. I want to make beauty. I want to I want to put my stuff out there. You know, like mm-hmm. help pe- help other people create beauty. You huh. know, so um, I kind of straight away from that. And then I was thinking like, okay, maybe architecture, cause that would be like a little less cut through. Like, you know, there are plenty of architectures out there. There's not like really too much of a shortage of jobs for architects. Um, so I was like, maybe that. And then I was like, no, I don't like math that much. So I don't think I would l- enjoy college going through architecture it's school. <laughs> um, so I was like, no, maybe not that. And then I kind of started picking up a camera. I actually, um, I picked up my, my camera for the first time. I got a DSLR and as I was 15. Um, I did have a kind of a mentor who she was a photographer, and she was like, she's like, you know, you have like a really great eye for photography. She like told me this. I was like using like a cell phone to take pictures and stuff. And she was like, that's actually really well composed. Like, d- d- do you like know photography? Have you like been taught any of this? And I was like, no, I'm just taking pictures. And she was like. I think you have like a potential future in this. And I'm just like, Oh, that's cool. I think I was like 13 when I first met her. And so I was just like, okay, that kind of piqued my interest. And then I like got a camera at 15 and I was just like, okay, like I took pictures of like landscapes and stuff. And I took pictures on like family vacations, but like nothing like really serious with it. And so I kind of like fell off of like the whole photography bandwagon. Mm -hmm. Um, And then one of the people I actually went to a co-op with, she got a camera and she started doing portrait photography. And I was just like, I started following her on Instagram and I was like, okay, her photography is like really cool like i would love to do this kind of stuff and so i started asking my friends i'm like hey can i take pictures of you like of course at the time still socially awkward didn't have many friends so i was like i think i had like three people i took pictures of and i was Mm -hmm. like i really love this this is super fun again fell off again because you know adhd and whatnot i got got focused on other stuff yeah
0: what was i guess your attraction to art out of like like, when it was, like, fashion, when it was architecture, like, yeah. when it was, what what attracted you to it?
1: To those, like, specific mediums. Um,
0: the idea of, like, it being an general. artistic medium, yeah.
1: Um, I don't know. Like, I, I think I've always just, I've loved visuals. I always have loved visuals. Like, I like seeing something and seeing how something's made. Like, I used to watch those shows, like, how's it made, like, when I was growing up. And I just, I love watching the process of things and and art visuals have always like interested me the most i'm like you know i'm not really interested in machines i'm not really interested in like the way buildings are built but like i love just the way things look you know Mm -hmm. i love when something you look at something and just like oh my gosh that's nice you know (laughs) so I, I don't know I just I think it's just like I love visuals I love visuals and I love being able to create them I love being able to go through the process of like a b c d e and like looking at like where it began and where it ended you know and like seeing the product of like hard work
0: um with that I guess like what do you what do you um I guess you kind of like just answer this it's like saying like you like to see like the steps but yeah. like what do you get in like like what comes from when you create your art? Like what kind of feeling? And I guess I'm sure what I'm trying to get is like, what was it about the idea of like um, fashion being so cutthroat Mm. that like just was like a turnoff? Like Like what are you looking for in art?
1: I never want my art to feel like work. When it feels like work, it starts to become a burden. And I don't want art to ever become that for me. You know, when I am doing something that I love, when I'm creating things that I really, really love and I'm able to make a living off of it, it just feels good, you know? It doesn't feel like I'm working. It feels like I'm living my life. I'm like fulfilling an my dreams. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's an escape. So. I,
0: I've noticed that when I do my art it feels like an escape. Yeah. Because like while it is like a task that I do end up doing like have to do or like want it's something I want to do it's like it's not like oh I have to like record or I have to do something it's like I get to like spend a second building a piece of myself that I love and want to nurture yeah and it just like feels really good to me um in order to do that kind of stuff
1: for sure so for sure
0: that's really cool yeah <laughs> what's a
1: what's a good Very good what's drink good by the way it is a good drink I love rum
0: <laughs> I love oh it's rum yeah it's rum I thought you said rye
1: oh it, well okay so it was called rye or die but it's R-A-I,
0: right? Oh. I thought yeah. I was drinking whiskey anyways.
1: <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I mean, hey, it's some it's good, really good, whiskey, good. Of <laughs> of whiskey tasting. I like, I like whiskey too. So. <laughs> um, oh, shoot.
0: So I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, what is one of the happiest memories you've ever had? Or what is one of your happiest memories?
1: Oh, my happiest memories.
0: The first thing that comes to your mind...
1: Honestly, okay, I'm a simple kind of gal. I really love sitting on my porch when it's raining. It's like, it's some of the most peaceful moments for me. And I love when I have someone else there with me and my boyfriend and I, we sit on the front porch a lot and we just like, we'll just stare out into the rain. And it's just nice. I don't know, I, I just feel so blissful.
0: Are you a person that likes to journal or are you like someone that likes to sit?
1: I am the type of person I really like to live in the moment. Even though I'm a photographer, I don't document my life very often. I really like to just be present. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't really journal that much. Um, I'm more of a I like to have conversations. You know, I like to have someone else who I talk to. And when the, someone's not there, sometimes I talk to my dog.
0: <laughs> I <love that>. So <laughs>
1: they,
0: you can just fill in their responses for you. Yeah,
1: exactly. I'm just like, he's always listening to me. So, like, you know, that's nice. I like when someone will listen.
0: <laughs> what is um for someone that was like I guess like homeschooled, um, that is like that thinks of themselves as like socially awkward, what does conversation bring for you? Like what does connection bring? What does that mean for mean to you?
1: Yeah, okay, so it always starts out weird when I meet someone new I'm like sometimes it'll I'll hit it off really well with them like it'll be great it won't seem like there's any type of like awkward stage but oftentimes like especially if someone else isn't a great conversationalist they're not great at carrying a conversation I'll get to a point where I'm just like I'm silent and I'm just like I guess I'll just look around now (laughs) like I don't know what to say my mind just like freezes up I don't know I don't know what it is but um as far as like you know being socially awkward, like that's just it. It, present, it doesn't present itself anymore once I'm comfortable with someone. Um, so, like once I get get warmed up to like, to anyone, even if they're not a good conversationalist, like I'd stop feeling that social awkwardness. Like you know, if I'm with someone like multiple days in a row, like my coworkers a lot of my coworkers are not great conversationalists and it's really hard when I first meet them mm-hmm. <laughs> to like be able to carry a conversation with them throughout a shift. Cause usually it's just like two people on shift. So it's like, you're forced to have a conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but like with further on you go, I'm just, I'm an open book. I'll talk about anything and everything. You want to ask me about my private life? I'll tell you all the details.
0: <laughs> <I> <laughs>
1: Maybe that's a bad thing. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so I have a question for yeah. you, but I r- realized that like when <laughs> I have like, I've really started leaning into the idea of just like going along with the bit, mm-hmm. and so like whenever someone brings up a conversation, whatever the conversation is, just keep it going. Like yeah. let's just see how yeah. far we can talk about. J-
1: exactly. Oh. <laughs> can I have
0: it, um, <laughs> I just like to just talk about anything and everything because like conversation is just a way to like understand someone, understand yeah. how they think, understand who they are, and just talking about the most mundane thing is like, just, it's so cool to me. Yeah. I, I love the idea. Yeah. Um, but I my question is what are how do you know someone isn't a good conversationalist like i know there's the whole they don't keep up conversation what does that look like for you how does that manifest and what what gives you the indication
1: for me i see the indication even in
0: yourself like
1: so for me i get fidgety i start looking around i start doing things with my hands i'll like be tempted to like pick up my phone and like retreat you know like I'll, i just associate a lot mm-hmm. And I can kind of see that in other people when I realize that they're also maybe socially awkward or not a good conversationalist too, Um, which, and and I don't consider myself to be a fantastic conversationalist right off the bat. Like, I think that's something that comes with confidence oftentimes or extrovertedness, Um, like, I don't know, my best friend, she is an introvert, but she does not seem like it when you first meet her. She mm-hmm. is the best conversationalist. Like that's, that's how we ended up being so close is because right off the bat, like she would just like, she had all these questions in her head that she would like ask immediately. Like she's like always like saying something, always making a goofy comment, making a joke. Like that's what I consider to be a good conversationalist is someone who's like, they just, they always like know where to go next. Like, there's not an awkward moment. You never feel uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't feel like I'm a good conversationalist because I feel like there are sometimes a lot of awkward moments with people. Unless, when I of first course, met they're you, great at it.
0: You were keeping conversation. You were so good at having. I was <gasps> like, why is she so bubbly? Why is she so bright? <laughs> like, not in a bad way, but I was just like, you. Are everything that a person needs in order to feel comfortable in having a conversation? That's good. And it just like made me feel so. I mean, we were at my job and I felt so comfortable. I was like, I don't, I was like, that's amazing. I
1: mean, you know, the whiskey helps. The the,
0: (laughs) the whiskey does help. I think you're. The whiskey does help. The whiskey whiskey does help. Okay, I have one more question because I know you have to go soon. Mm. Also, I do want to have you on to this podcast again. Yeah. I, this is, I'm having a lot of fun. I wish this was longer.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> but um, I guess my last question is how do you think that you've come to this moment in life? Or like, yeah. What, is, what has brought you to where you are now?
1: A lot of hard work. <laughs> Um, a lot of therapy,
0: <laughs> Amen. a
1: lot of pushing through difficult times in life. You know, like there, there have been plenty of times where I could have just been like, you know what, this is it. That's the, it's done. Like, I'm just going to slip into monotony and let the depression take over. But I didn't let that happen. You mm-hmm. know, I, I kept going and I, I feel like having a goal and being able to, you know, have something to push forward is always a good thing you know it's always good to have a goal in mind always good to like be looking for something more you know something better something brighter Mm -hmm. so and and i think without that i probably would have been in a completely different place than i am now you know Mm -hmm. so you know it's always on the up and up that's how i look at life
0: (laughs) and i guess i did just say like last question but this is my, my last question sure um what is one thing that you've learned in life that like I guess keeps you going or like one thing you've learned in life that you that you keep with you if even if it was like last week yesterday or like five years ago
1: one thing I keep in life no I I don't have any one specific philosophy I feel like probably the biggest thing is just to stay positive I know I know there's such a thing as like toxic positivity, for sure. because um, like you know, there are some moments that it's just like it's okay to be upset. It's okay to be sad. You don't have to be happy and pleasant all the time. Like that's unrealistic. Mm-hmm. But I think just being able to look at the bright side of a situation and not allow yourself to just be like, oh what well, was me you know like life sucks like life is never going to get better like you're, you're, it doesn't do any good for yourself and it's, it's always good to uh keep looking forward keep uh you know looking towards the good good in life and make sure that that's your focus rather than you know all of the negatives because it's it's so easy to slip into just depressive state and it's so hard to get out of sometimes too How
0: have you gotten out of it
1: I, I've I've gotten out of most of it for sure. I mean there are always moments, you know, like <laughs> there are always moments. It's always gonna be there, but <laughs> we haven't just like laid in bed and not been able to get up yet. <laughs> so Bill's gotta be yeah. pain, right? <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> Exactly. Um, but how have you how um I I don't even remember what the question I think it was like, how have you gotten out of it?
1: How have I gotten out of it? Um So, I mean, last year, honestly, right at the end of the year, I was probably in one of my deepest valleys, Um, and it it was right before I started therapy. I'd never done therapy before. I was just, uh, I was going through a lot, Um, a lot of social awkwardness that made it really difficult to make friends. Um, I didn't really know where to even start. With like making friends. Like I was like, how do you make friends as an adult outside of work? Like I, I work with a bunch of college students, so I'm like I'm at a different life stage than they are. And it's it's hard how old to are you, relate. By the way? I'm twenty six. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just turned twenty-six, in fact.
0: Oh wait, happy yeah. you, you belated.
1: Thank you. I'm a Libra. <laughs>
0: oh, I love Libra. Yeah, can you tell? <laughs> I mean we vibe very well, so yeah. I kinda can tell. Like there's some <laughs> kind of energy. Also, Libra New Moon um, tomorrow on the fourteenth. Oh amazing. Um, which brings intimacy and love and passion. And then Taurus, full moon um, in two weeks, which means like... My
1: bestie's a Taurus. ...sexual tourist.
0: intimacy and like love. Anyways, Amazing.
1: So I love that. Love right that. But,
0: okay. I don't even know
1: why we <laughs> No, it's okay. Good tangent. Good tangent. Good
0: tangent. Um, okay. Well, I... Th- it is time. So okay. I am going to have to say goodbye to you. Okay. But I do want to do this sometime again. Absolutely. Um, I would love to yes. do this for longer when we have time and just, like, get to know each other fully.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: anyways, thank you guys that. for tuning in. And I hope you guys enjoyed this with Ansley Wall. Yes. All right. <laughs> um, bye, guys. Bye. Have a good day.